Oh gosh, oh Lord, oh gosh, I say hey. Is that how it goes? <laughs> One, two, three. The eavesdrop, eavesdrop. I say, la 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 Every day, every day, every day, a pump, pump, pump. Let's rock this jam and dump. Every day, every day, every day, a pump, pump, pump. Let's rock this jam. Wind up your big, mmm. Wind up, cause you know I'm addicted. Da 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 energy 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 pace 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 sometimes did anybody ever do drama any uh, oh my gosh i'm all chatting and i haven't introduced the thing hello everyone welcome to the eavesdrop my name is laifa oh thanks for stopping by it's gonna be another how many minutes or so possibly an hour of me just chatting chatting the things thank you for joining um could you name that song? Could you name that song? I've, I think I've sang it before. <laughs> in the past, on the internet somewhere. And I still, up till now, I still don't know the words. But it's a it's a Caribbean joint. If you used to go carnival or them things there, you know what I'm saying. But yeah, that's a vibe. Please name the song. And while you're there, help me name the lyrics as well. Yeah, that was a vibe. I thought sometimes I might just sing at the beginning of the pod not because i want to sing but just to give me that energy 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 pace 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 did anybody ever study uh drama like during like high school secondary school or college or whatever because sometimes there are like rituals is it rituals i don't know things that you do in preparation in preparation before you get on stage before you do a performance and i remember i didn't excuse if you can hear any children in the background you know the thing already it's a family home it's a family dynamic what was i saying yeah so i didn't do drama gcse nor did i study drama and further education but i do vaguely remember during up from year seven to year nine when we did do drama and i also was sometimes part of when we would do productions at school i was generally like if i wasn't part of the drama team I was part of the music team so I'd be part of the choir the school choir so we'd have like a ritual like energy 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 just to is it psych yourself up hype yourself up just to give you that and sometimes before I come on this pod sometimes I need that because girl y'all don't know what goes on behind the scenes yeah so how are you lot doing how are things me I'm currently drinking I'm drinking peppermint and green tea. I've mixed it together because um, that's what I feel like. And um, I'm going to be drinking that. I, I actually probably should be drinking a lem sip. If you can hear, if it sounds like I'm a little bit bunged up, I'm a little bit am. <laughs> um, it's The thing is, right, I don't understand myself because the thing is, this cold is not like any other. Like, I don't have COVID. At least I don't think I have COVID. I haven't actually taken a COVID test but um, 
I've only got cold-like symptoms. I don't have COVID symptoms, if you get my drift. And I haven't had a fever. Anyway, some people don't have COVID symptoms and they've got COVID, right? So I should be quiet. I'm pretty sure I don't have COVID. And the the household that I live in, if I have COVID, nobody cares. Mummy still has to be mummy. <laughs> Let, let's be real. Like, I can't afford to get sick. Like, if I'm sick, it's it's a real problem, Abby. It's a real, real problem. Like who will who will look after the kids? Who will who will keep this house standing up? Um, yeah. But I've been fe- it. So what I want to say is, this cold has been weird because it's been more than a week. For the past few days, it doesn't feel like a cold, but more like an allergy. So you know when you have hay fever, allergies, and you've got a tickly nose and it's just irritating and you're always sneezing. That's what I've been going through. It very strange, very strange for me. I don't usually have these symptoms unless it's like hay fever, and that usually happens in summer. We're not in summer now, it's winter or autumn, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, um, that's how I've been feeling. A little bit bungs up. If I sip. Please just allow me. So most important question, or is this even an important question? What have you been rinsing this week? What have you been listening to? What have you been rinsing? I'm going to share with you what I've been rinsing. Um, it's an Afrobeat, actually. Funnily enough, it's not a slow jam. It's not an R&B joint. Tim's, Bad Boy Tim's. It's called Move. I love it. Wait. I'm not, I'm just going to play it. Yeah, I love that jam. Move from side to side. Bounce and back. It'll be all right. Then it go launch internet. It'll be, I know it sounds like something else that I've listened to, but so one could argue all Afrobeats sound the same, but it's a tune. So um, I've been listening. I've been I follow. You know, it's Johnny. If any of you know, he's a dancer choreographer. Um, he's got an Instagram page, and he during the <laughs> during the <coughs> I want to say during the lockdown, the initial lockdown, he did a loading challenge. You know, Olamide. Oh God, loading. Oh God, I'm so, I'm so fresh with it. But you know what I mean? He did a, he did a dance challenge with the song Loading. Then he's done a dance challenge with Move. And me and myself, I'm watching it thinking, yeah, I could do this challenge. No, I can't. (laughs) I really can't. In my dreams, I wish I could, but I really can't. But yeah, that's what I've been listening to. It's a jam. It's a jam. I'm loving it. It's just nice vibes. Um, yeah, but it's Johnny put me on that. So, uh, shout out to him. Not that he listens to my thing or even knows who I am, but I, re- I received the song very well and I so much love it. What have you been listening to? What have you been watching? <sighs> Guys, I recently saw a movie called Dune. Dune. Now, just like when something is good. I will advise you, go and watch it. Enjoy yourself. I will also advise you when something is not good. Dune is not good. Like, it's like, it was almost three hours. And I'm so annoyed. Because like 40 minutes before it was about to end. Because I was thinking, oh, this movie is long, right? And because we went to my uncle's house to watch it. He has a home cinema. 
which we'll get into because I'm like, oh, I should have a home cinema cinema as well. Like we 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 can actually have one, but I'm like, mm, okay, let's let's see how things go. We won't get one now, but definitely in future. Anyway, so he has a home cinema, and every once in a while we go to his and watch a movie because my kids we love watching movies. We have movie nights regular in this household. Regular things in this household we have movie nights. So we had a movie day because. Israel had football later on so we went during the day and 40 minutes before the movie was about to end I was like this movie's gone I can tell that the ending is gonna piss me off <laughs> and guess what it, it was like what kind of ending is that and it's not just the ending so it's got Zendaya in it shout out and well not shout out Zendaya for this particular production because it's just not it it's just excuse me if I have the sniffles because as I said it's I don't know what's going on with my sinuses, if I've got a cold, if it's allergies, I, I'm not understanding what's going on with my body. So please, it's just ignore, just keep listening, bear bear with me. Um, So I don't even know if it's worth talking about what it's about, because I just didn't enjoy it. The cinematography, ace. The cinematography, 10 out of 10. You can see that money was spent, but the story... Hey, the story, rubbish, rubbish. No, it was, I don't, rubbish. At what kind of, like, I was just like, the ending didn't slap the way it was supposed to slap. It's, it left on a, like a hanger, like, oh, there should be a part two. But I would not sit through that again because it was that bad. Um, the, oh, it was just annoying. And I could, like, I felt like it would be something, I watched it with the kids my kids probably a little bit too young to watch it but they watch marvel movies with us so parental guidance and all that stuff right no don't go and watch dune do not (laughs) i don't know it was just really disappointing look to be fair we hadn't seen the trailer and neither had my uncle but the cinematography how it started it kind of started really well and then with the main character the protagonist with his voice like the power that he has in his voice we thought oh it's going to be this sci-fi kind of like marvel-esque kind of dc-esque but not none of that stuff star wars-esque but it was terrible but to be fair i don't know like those of you who like star wars might like it because I still haven't gotten into Star Wars. I think I will watch Star Wars one day, especially the one. Yeah, I will watch the newer ones. See how I, if if I feel differently about it. Because back in the day, I didn't like Star Wars. It's, it was just too dragged out, too long. The story wasn't storying for me. But again, if you like Star Wars, you might, you might, you might may like this but I didn't like this and to be fair I've never gotten into Star Wars so that might be why it's called Dune watch it at your own risk don't say that life I didn't tell you I told you I told you yeah what else have I been watching so (laughs) my Netflix and Netflix what I've been watching is uh Sister Sister yeah finally so obviously we all watch Sister Sister growing up I thought sometimes you know when you just want something light-hearted something just to you know bring up the mood something nostalgic you know usually something nostalgic will do the trick so I thought oh let me watch sister sister and I thought let me start with season four the girls their hair straightened now I felt like it would be less cheesy but I get what people are saying now I do because it's good 
but um if you're older like you grew up you watched it as a young person and now you're older watching it now it hasn't aged well <laughs> it really hasn't it's corny it's a little bit cheesy it's just a little bit but I think it's good to introduce the young bucks like the young ones will enjoy it but people my age and above I don't know I don't it just doesn't slap the same way I tried I yeah I mean I'll still watch it it's great for background noise if I if that's what you're going for and you just want something nostalgic light-hearted but I can understand why the girls were complaining because it hasn't aged well it hasn't it it's not like girlfriends whereby to be fair when girlfriends came out I was too young so I didn't I watched it but I didn't get it but now I watch it and it and it slaps differently whereas sister sister mm, I think definitely the young ones will enjoy it but yeah that's what I've been watching I'd love to hear what have you been watching what have you been rinsing out what do you recommend to watch in the theater in the cinemas I'm actually looking for I'm going to a kung fu late night screening in a couple of weeks I will give you the download as to how that goes I know if you are into kung fu um actually if you're into kung fu and you live in the UK if you live in London let me know and I will like share with you where I'm going um you might want to come down as well I'm I'm not into kung fu but I'm going there as I suppose moral support and just to catch a vibe because um I know it's a whole like there's a whole kung fu loving community people them out there I'm not one of them but maybe after this night I might get converted so I'm looking forward to that that's in a couple of weeks um hopefully I still go in a couple of weeks because you know my mood be like the the British weather like in, in the British weather the British weather says no I just be like mm. but it's um it should be a good night so oh my nose won't let me be great it's so annoying it's just the tickles it's just the tickles this is, it feels like allergies that's what it feels like so just for a minute I want to talk about something really serious and people need to understand that when I say this I mean this from the depths of my heart the depths of my soul of my spirit right people that do not like plantain especially when it's fried have a questionable character. I've been saying this. I've been saying this and you lot are not taking me seriously, but I'm telling you, if you if you taste plantain, fried, roasted, boiled, whatever, and it's ripe, yeah, and you don't like it, if, if I can't trust your taste buds, how am I supposed to trust you? And I've said this before, but we need to, I don't know, plantain lovers, we really need to have a deep dive like a group meeting about this like people that don't like fried plantain that need to be chucked in the bin dodo gang stand up stand strong stand firm in your ground but you lot non like, um, it's all right uh, i don't see what the fuck go my friend you're upsetting my spirit 
upsetting my spirit. And this is, I know there are serious issues, but this is a really, really serious issue because if you don't like fried plantain and you're trying to be up in my grill, I can't relate with you like that. We just, we can't be friends. I'm look, I'm side eyeing you. And I, I, I can't believe I have to bring this up again. Years later, I made that video on my channel. How many years ago? And I thought I just, I, I thought I left it there. I thought I left it there. I thought I made myself clear, but clearly not. I have to address it again. Non-plantain lovers in the bin. That's right. I'm not all of you lot. All of you lot to collectively chuck you in the bin because I just don't understand this. Mm, it, nah, I don't like it makes my stomach hurt, my friend. My friend. My friend behave yourself so that those questionable character and you know who else you know who else have questionable character yeah i'm gonna say this black people you be brown skin like me yeah that wear colored contact lenses why 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 it's you're doing too much babes you're just doing i'm just why like your eyes are green. I mean, if that's your natural color, then when, when the discussion ends, but if you're wearing contacts and your and your eyes are gray, they are, they are blue. They are green. Mm, my friend, my friend, you're not even my, what are you doing? What was the meaning of this? Jackie, what is the meaning of what? What? <laughs> Oh, like I almost want to give a blight to like, say if you're a model, right? If you're actually a model and for the shoot, you know, a, a specific shoot, it's part of the look, it's part of the campaign. And they wanted you to wear, to wear, um, colored contacts. Even that is still questionable, but I get it. No, actually I don't get it. But maybe for 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 the for the purpose of fashion, for fashion, maybe I can understand. But it's just it's a lot for me. I mm, you be brown, you're you're black like me, and you're wearing coloured contacts, my friend. If you don't go and sit down. But actually, I do want to talk about something a little bit serious today, and it is um, I suppose I'm questioning who gets to be black. Um and Oh, wait, do I need to sneeze? I'm so sorry, guys. Please bear with me. It's just, it's a lot going on for me right now. Every time I'm mid-sentence, my nose just starts tickling and it's like I need to sneeze. And somebody said, oh, is it the dust? And I'm like, dust for how many days? And it's not just like at home, it's wherever I go. I could be out on road and I just feel like sneezing. We will get there. Hopefully by next week, you will get a brand new me. None of this sniffling and snuffling. So the question is, who gets to be black? And this is different from saying, um, who are we inviting to the cookout? Because I don't think there should be invitations personally. I don't, mm. uh, unless you are a spouse. <laughs> and like that's the only otherwise why are you in why are you, why are you unless you are a spouse mm, that, that's the only way you're coming in like that that's that's my rule though I mean one can argue differently and even when you are a spouse you sit on the sidelines just because you're at the cookout 
behave yourself, yeah? <laughs> but I'm not asking who gets to be invited to the cookout. I'm asking who gets to be black. What the, <clears throat> the reason I bring up this question is because there's a podcast call, called um, Coil. Is it Coil or Coiled? And I recommend that all of you check it out. I will leave the particular episode that I'm talking about. And Leanne, um, the episode that I'm talking about, she interviews the owner of PAX. Mm. Mm. We're going to, yeah, we're getting into it right now. So the owner of PAX, his name is Peter. Well, he's one of the owners, CEO, whatever you want to call him. Um, His name is, he's pretty much the face of it, right? His name is Peter Madahi. There's a segment in the interview that she put on Twitter. Now, if you're on Twitter, you may have already seen this. And she questions him about his ethnicity. And he starts beating around the bush. Like, what do you mean? What, like, like, she's like, what is your, like, what, what is, and he's like, what, like, he's beating around the bush, like, and I'm thinking, ah, in my mind, I'm like, it's a very straightforward question. What is your ethnicity? Like, what, what, what are, like, it's very, very straightforward. And he's beating around the bush and he says, he comes out, oh my, guys, I'm going to leave, look, you need to, you need to listen to this. He comes out. And he says that he's black. No, 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 no. That's not how he answered the question. Let me rewind. He said that he's Jamaican, right? She asked him what his, that from her asking him what his ethnicity is, he said that he's Jamaican. So I'm just in post-production and I thought I would interject because I'm not sure if this is clear. So Pax is a well-known beauty supply store in the UK, most especially in London. It is known to be a Pakistani family-run business. That's how it's always been known. So this is where the shock horror came into play that, ah, so Mr. Pax is now a black man. Really? Since when? And then she's like, oh, and then she answers him, what, black Jamaican? What, because Jamaican, that's a nationality. I Like, what? are you black? Like, what are you? Because you could be white Jamaican, you could be Chinese Jamaican, you could be Indian Jamaican, like what you're Jamaican and so what are you black Jamaican? And when obviously I understand her asking that question, because if you're saying you're black Jamaican, you're saying that you are of African descent, right? So he answers and he says, yes, he's black. When I tell you, I, look, I don't know. I started, I was like, eh? Since when? Since when? Like, literally, I was like, eh? Since when? If you see... Look, guys, Google him, Peter Mahadi. If you see this guy, and very... Look, no denying, he may very well be, because then he answers the question, and he says, yeah, he's black. Both his parents he's, are black. He goes into patois. Oh, my goodness. So, at this point, he claims that he's black. He said that he's Jamaican black. He said both of his parents are black. And then he goes, he gets, the funny thing is the interview gets uncomfortable to listen to at this point because he goes into a bit of patois. Like, it was like, when he went into patois, I was, oh, I was, it was it was jarring to listen to. listen to. He goes into patois and then he says, he, out of, he says, you could check my DNA ancestry. I'm 28% Nigerian. Chai! Don't do that to us. Don't, no, nah, no. Nah. Nigerians, we've already got a lot going on as it is. Don't, 
Mr. Pax, now you're 28% Nigerian. Wow. And then he, you know, he goes on to say, look at his children. And there's no, I've seen one of his daughters um, at an award ceremony with him. And um, yes, it's clear that his children are mixed race or at least one of them. I haven't seen both of them. He says, look at my kids. He says that his wife is Ghanaian. So all of this, he just comes and all, the funny thing is this is it's 2021 as I'm recording this and it's 2021 that that episode was released. All these years, PAX came out. When did PAX start? In 1967, right? Or 1960s. This is the first ever time that we've heard that Mr. PAX, Mr. Peter Mahadi is a black man. Wow. What, it, I Wow. Is it what is it really wow for me? So now you're so now you're black, really? Okay. And the funny thing is, he may very well be black. There's no, especially now that he's he's you know he brought up his ancestry. He's apparently twenty eight percent Nigerian. Great, good for you. And you know he's you know according to him, he's black Jamaican. And um, the reason I can the reason why she asks this question is because. Um, you know, there's this question of who owns the black hair business, right? Who who runs it? And, you know, it's it's known to be, you know, run by South Asians, even though black people, we are the consumers, but it's known to be run by South Asians. And everybody does have their negative stories about PACs, especially in the past. I know in recent days, they've tried to make moves to be better. Like I know they've tried to have black employees because people were not happy with going into the store and the treatment that they were getting feeling like they're thieves like being treated like a thief you're selling me something but being treated like a thief um and also dealing with customer service with people that are clearly Asian and don't really know what is in the product. They just know that it, black people buy it and it's good and they will just sell you anything just to sell it, right? The, and obviously I'm talking about past experience of myself and other people who can vouch for that, right? And in, in recent days, you know, they've had, they've tried to employ black people at the shop front. I haven't seen those black people lately, mind you. And in this interview, he said that um, actually it's only, what did he say? It's only 40% of the customer demographic is actually black, right? And actually now in the past five years, it's actually Europeans and whatnot. And I'm like, don't be silly. In my mind, I'm like, of course it would only be 40% because now with gentrification, like you go into places like, um, Hackney, Lewis, like, do, do you know, these places are being gentrified. So of course, if everybody wants to save money and if something is cheaper in packs than it is in, um, boots, they would rather go to packs. And obviously, um, the Europeans don't necessarily have that history with packs in terms of, um, being treated badly in the past and so forth. But let's, let's get this straight. You let's all get this straight that, if it wasn't for the black pound, if it was not for the black pound, PAX would not be where it is today. And I think 
it's funny that when he answered that question and said that he was black, it was like he understands the movement, especially for the millennials and the Gen Zs, that we're being very intentional about where we spend our pound. And especially is one thing is you could be white, Chinese, Korean, uh, South Asian. It really doesn't matter. But it's all about um, we, it's all about how we're treated when we enter your stores and we use your services or buy your products or whatever it is. And also how do you treat our, you know, so how you treat us, how you treat our community. And also if we see that our community are at the back end, always at things, we're trying to be very intentional about where we spend our pound. And we, um, just to boost up that economy, just to boost it up, um, And I think there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing racist about it. There's nothing, um, is it divisive or decisive? Which word am I using now? There's nothing about that because the thing is, they've got that circulating in their community and it's working for them. It's working for them. Uh -uh, So why can't we? Why can't we? And we could get in, we could really get into some things. You know, certain other communities can do it. But then when black people want to do it, it's it's reverse racism, divisive. I don't think so. I, I think what is divisive is all of a sudden in the year 2021, Mr. Mr. Pax all of a sudden realizes or maybe he uh, or maybe he's always known that he's black, but has never met. I, I mean, it, it's it's really it's really tricky because it's like I'm not saying that he isn't because now this is the first time that he said that he's black right I'm I'm not arguing that he isn't black but from appearances he doesn't look black if you look at him he doesn't look black but uh, again this is why I bring up the question who gets to be black because somebody like myself somebody who looks like me if you're not ambiguous looking at all, it's very obvious. It's one thing um, claiming that you're black and you feel black, right? Because I claim that I'm black and I feel black and I am black, right? And there's also how other people perceive me, right? It's like the whole Rachel Dolezal, is it Rachel Dolezal, whatever her face, whatever she changed her name into, right? She felt that she was black. So she decided that, yes, I'm black. And people want to accept that. But it's interesting because it's like she gets to tap into that. But how do other people perceive her? You don't look like, like you, you, like you could look like anything. You don't necessarily look black. If a policeman was to stop me in the road right now and needs to give me and needs to describe me to another officer, they will say, oh, she's five foot something. She's however hundred many pounds she's a black woman no question about it no doubt about it but if some so it's like so why I'm like asking who gets to be black because it's like hang on okay now you're black but then we can claim that you're ambiguous looking because you don't necessarily on appearance look black and I know that there are black people who submerge themselves in the black culture they've been brought up black they feel black they are black and um, they're like, yeah, I might not look black, but I'm black. Like, I'm not arguing that. I'm not argu- like anybody. It's it. So it's almost like okay, anybody gets to be black because all of a sudden, all of a sudden, when it benefits you, you're black because you don't want to lose the black pounds because you know how much 
how we helped to put you in the position you are in in the first place like you want to talk about black beauty supply stores the first in the uk the first store you're going to talk about is pax and it's not black owned or apparently it is now but this is the first we're hearing of it and even if you want to talk if you if we really want to get into it because it's like let's look at the history of pax it started in 1967 right or 1960 something i want to say 1967 it was a butcher's right selling meat to african people right and then i suppose they started bringing uh, beauty products from the states and people and so their store started selling their meat alongside beauty products and black people weren't feeling that we're like nah i don't want to buy my meat and then my cocoa butter my meat and my share moisture my meat and not it well, i'm not on it so then they kind of kept um is it i suppose they transformed into a fully i suppose beauty supply store now the the reason i mentioned that because if you come into certain areas in london if you come into the black areas in london you will find that if you if you're not in like a supermarket like sainsbury's tesco's or whatever if you're going to the marketplace the butchers you're going to and halal meat butchers a south asian but more times than none uh, if you're not going to the white man or the turkish guy you're most most likely going to the south asian butchers who are selling meat to mostly mostly and only black people right so we're talking about the history of that and also let's look about how um pax has managed to dominate the industry and we we, we could talk about money like capital and infrastructure because um during those times you had is it um dyke and dryton which was the first um black owned beauty supply store in london and they would when i tell you they would do if you hear look you need to listen to this quiet podcast because it's it really delves deep into some of the initiatives that they had within the black community and they understood they understood the, the the real struggles of the black community because they were a black owned business and really trying to progress in that and also the struggles of even trying to get a loan as a black business from the bank they couldn't get a loan they couldn't get like what what and i'm i'm making a what million pound turnover and you can't give me like a five hundred thousand pound loan really really let's talk about racism and the struggle of it all and so it's it's interesting because while these things were happening to i suppose dyke and dryton you've got industries or companies like pax doing monopoly on one street you if you go to frinsby park in north london you've got packs on one side of the road and the other side literally just across the road from each other and they were very intentional by doing that so that they um don't have competitors so that they're not competing and who would who would they have been competing with if it was not for black people that they would have been competing with right so and there was an interesting statement that he said which really um brought up a red flag about you know not he doesn't believe in you know the black pound or uh, there was look you need to listen to the podcast but it really made me question like like who gets to be black let's be fair we all know that 
if you add black into your association, into your affiliation, into especially when it comes when we're talking about pop culture, right? If you add black in the mix, a black person in the mix, you have black backing singers or black whatever, you've just added the cool factor. You've just made it a little bit more cool, a little bit more edgy. You know, it's again that whole saying of one in our rhythm, but not, but without the blues. It's that whole thing. So I think it really rubbed me up the wrong way. All of a sudden he's, you know, he's black and he may very well be black like now he needs to say that he's black because he knows that the black community especially the younger lot we are pushing not against him per se but we are pushing towards making the black pound a real like a well it is a real thing but making it stronger and really developing our own community and spending within our community and in order for him not to lose that pound it's like but I'm black now he's saying yeah he's black now he's Jamaican now he's he's now he's 28% Nigerian oh don't like and first of all why why Nigerian why are you 28% Nigerian can't you be 28% something like no I'm playing I'm playing I'm playing I'm playing but um like really it 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 just Oh, it, it just rubs me up the wrong way. And it yeah, it kind of annoyed me because I was like, I I suppose that that's a privilege that somebody like me doesn't have. I can't look like something else and be like, oh, actually I'm black. But then go under the radar for how many years and be like just jollying along with my life, enjoying the privileges that I get. And then when it doesn't suit me or it does suit me, it's very questionable. And I think, I think as well because as somebody who lives in the UK and lives very in lives in close as somebody who lives in the UK somebody who lives in London lives in close proximity to you know the South Asian community and seeing how the anti-blackness is rife in that community and I'm not saying everybody in that community I'm not talking about every single person I'm talking about generally speaking and I think I can, I think I speak for a lot of people when, as a, a lot of black people, when they say they don't like the word BAME because it puts everybody who is non white under one umbrella, but it doesn't work like that because, like you, like Mr. Pax here, when it suits you, when the struggle is real, it's like, oh yeah, we all get treated the same, no, 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 no. But you lot don't treat us black people nice. You lot there, yes, yes, you South Asians. Because I have my own stories. I have my own experiences. I think I've mentioned in one of the podcasts in season one, and I mentioned how one of my South Asian friends, Bengali friend and a neighbor at the time, next door neighbor we were revising for a oh, lorry is coming by are you for real are you for real it's just reversing i wonder who's done shopping now um a south asian friend um saying to me we were just revising maybe it was maths or english revision for gcse and she could easily come to my house no qualms this is what i'm saying we're so accommodating as black people we are so accommodate come to my house do the re- revision but i couldn't go to her and hers and she said it and she didn't say in a like n- in a nasty way but in a look babes this is what it is in my house like you can't come to my house because you're black but you're 
but you're Asian, but you're brown. And to be fair, like I'm brown as well. I'm just black brown. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm brown as well. Like we're actually both the same skin color. Like let's deep it. You are as dark as me as a, yeah, she, and she was, you are as dark as me. You're Asian, but you are as dark as me, but yet I can, okay. Okay. It's cool. I understand. And this is what I'm saying. And there have been other instances that I can go on about and it just, I don't know if I have the words, but it just rubs me up the wrong way to see that, um, like you, you can claim black when it suits you. And I think claiming black without the struggle as well is really what is annoying. And it's, again, it's, it just feels like a media, um, it just feels like a marketing ploy. It, it, that's what it feels like. It feels like a marketing ploy to keep it moving, to keep it pushing. Yeah, guys, oh, by the way, I'm black and I'm, if you check my DNA, I'm 28% Nigerian. Okay. Okay. And so, and so, and I think this also can let go on to saying that not all skin folk are kin folk. And I think we need to run with that because, and isn't this isn't just targeting Mr. Pax himself, but we have black people within the black community who are not about this black thing, who are very anti, um, who have a lot of self-loathing and a lot of, you know, unpacking to do themselves. And again, like um, Mr. Pax, you claiming that you're black, but are you are you kinfolk? You might be skinfolk, but are you kinfolk? Because let's look at the history of how Pax has cheated. Cheated. <laughs> let's look at the history again of how Pax has treated the black community. So now, so now your skinfolk. Yeah, that's my real question. So now that you are skinfolk, are you kinfolk? That's the, that is the real question, and if, and if and if we have to run through and dig deep and look at the history and look at some of, look at the evidence there, one would argue I don't think you are babes. So not only like that's great, good for you that you be blacks and whatnot, but you still mm, you're not kinfolk and you're still not invited to the cookout. You're not. Yeah, uh, you have a Ghanaian wife. I'm so happy for you, and you have beautiful um Ghanaian children or half Ghanaian I'm so so happy for you but I don't think that answers the the question I don't think that solves the problem the issues that we have as a black community and I think I also want to raise something that we we as black people need to be maybe we need to be even more careful about how we spend our pound and where we spend our pound because what's happening is People catch on very quickly that our oh, black people are riling up. They're not happy about um, the black hair business being run by Asians. By the time you know it, you'll see a lot of fraudulent companies. Yes, I must say it. Fraudulent companies putting black faces on the cover or making it seem as though it is a black run business. But behind the scenes, it isn't. Now, Mr. Pax you could do your Googles on Company House and see that it's run by him and two others, right? Who are clearly not black. There are two Mr. Husseins there that are clearly not black, right? And um, it's like, okay, so one of you, so now one of you are black. Are you really still a black business? Because as I said, are you, are you kinfolk? Are you kinfolk? 
these are the, the these are the real questions that we need to answer are you kinfolk are you how are you moving in the black community how are you what is what is your allyship what what are you doing what but besides besides okay um providing hair products and whatever but guess what we're doing that for ourselves now amazing online businesses amazing um companies online doing their thing doing their thing and look i'm gonna make efforts to um start endorsing start buying what well, to be fair i do i do my thing but even more effort making sure that i buy into some of these companies that i really like and not and i'm not saying that just spend just because it's black because if, if it's trash <laughs> lord forgive me but if it's rubbish don't don't spend there if it's not that good why would you spend there? Why should you? Why? Uh, uh, I, my pound, look, I worked hard for this pound, so I'm just going to spend just because you're black. But if you're not doing the, if the thing is not doing what it's supposed to do, how will I? How will I? But um, back into the topic of fraudulent faces is that you, I feel like moving forward, we may get a lot of companies that will come across as though they are a black-owned business but they're not. And I don't know how they're going to combat that. I mean, Mr. Pats could easily be, I feel like, you know, he could easily go around that and put, I suppose, one of his daughters on the face of it because yes, one of his daughters, they're actually black, right? We can't argue that. We can't argue that. But what are we, what are we, what are we saying as a black community? Like, Oh, just because oh, just because this person's black now, we're gonna. Mm. But how you lot been treating us in the past? And I think there are a lot of Twitter. I mean, the Twitter thread is long. The Twitter thread is long. You don't even need to read an article. You read Twitter, and that's your article right there. Real talk. You read Twitter, and that's your article right there. But it just it frustrates me that somebody can come in and be like oh yeah i'm i'm black too though so you could still spend with me i think we need to be careful like i mean uh, people be doing madness on a debt on a daily and i just i don't know i don't know but that's that's what i've got to say and i'd love to hear your thoughts like who gets to be black and even if the person is black are they are they kinfolk like, are you kinfolk now just because you, you now now you recognize that you're black now you recognize that you're 28 percent nigerian is that is that what we're doing is is that what we're doing in 2021 anyway um i would recommend go and listen to the podcast coiled um leanne did an amazing job i swear down that i've listened to that particular episode twice <coughs> um and especially who as somebody who is a natural hair enthusiast the the podcast is all about natural hair so it's really interesting go and check them out if you do and i sent you you know it, it would really mean a lot to me if you say that you know life i sent you just so that people know that me too people listen anyway thank you so much for listening thank you for watching if you're watching on youtube please do the, do the right thing like comment like subscribe thumbs up all the, all all the usual stuff and not only that you see on apple apple podcasts if you can rate the ting 
help me help myself, yeah? Rate the ting for me. It would mean so much. Until the next one. Bye. The eavesdrop. Eavesdrop.